Hello and welcome to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And welcome to our 2021 special edition introduction, Chris. We didn't even announce this one. We sort of just dropped it. Just, just freeballing. Just drop the mic. Yeah, as you do, as you do. Oh, it's delicious, isn't it? Oh, we've got a bit of a, a new setup going. Tell us, tell us about this glorious setup that we've got there, Ben. Okay, so we're running a dual mic on a Rodecaster Pro. It is delicious. Uh, we can hook it up to Bluetooth, get in calls. So we'll actually be really excited to maybe even do some guest callers and guest features this season as well, which would be nice. And it's going to save us time and introduce some better quality and again, my favourite thing, Chris, is that if you annoy me and you go off on a tangent, I can... I don't know what you're talking about. I, I never go on a tangent. I can just mute you. <laughs> you could, but they could still see me. And, you know, half, half of the laugh is still... <laughs> it's, it's, it's seen the reaction as well. Yes. Um, so we're really happy to obviously bring that to you guys this season. Um, we obviously dropped the ball a bit last season. Um, things were changing, though. Things and, were and, changing. And to be fair... New job, um, got a house, a brand new house with the missus. She's pregnant, heavily pregnant, due... About to in, pop one out, actually. In about four and a half weeks. So, yeah. look, I've been busy, guys. It's not that I've been completely slack. And I'm just hoping that uh, during that time, you're going to have time to still podcast. Because good, good luck with sleep. Oh, good luck with doing anything. There's a spare room downstairs. I'm fine. We might have to, might have to bring the, the kid in here. <laughs> just on the pod. No. And as I've been telling everyone, nothing's going to change. <laughs> In my life, at all. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let's hit You're the socials so quickly, Chris. And it is SC Insider 100, and that's on SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, you name it. You can find us there. And on YouTube, Chris. Uh, yes, uh, on YouTube, we are still, uh, you can just find our channel, just Supercoach Insider, search for that, um, and all of our podcasts, including our last three, uh, two and a half seasons, I suppose. Uh, this is officially season four for us, which is pretty exciting. Um, but yeah, we will be obviously uploading all to YouTube. We're, we, we're thinking about dropping Twitch. We don't know what we're going to be doing with that yet, but we'll see how we go. Yes. It's just a lot of effort. Oh, well, what, realistically, okay. So I think we're going back to a couple of years ago where we're going to do a podcast. It's going to be straight to the point, easy listening. If you're on the drive, what we've noticed, trends, everything to pay attention to and real easy listening on that. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be clean, crisp, like crisp. <laughs> cleaner than no, crisp nothing clean about jack's crisp jack crisp's disposal mate it's uh, it's very dirty <laughs> no um and then that way if there's a big week or and there are pivotal points throughout the season we can do an interactive session where we actually bring people in and then open it up for that and the idea is to then keep the best of both worlds where you get what you want out of it something nice and clean and then you can also still have that interaction which a lot of people do love but we yeah. don't want to re- repeat the same questions or answer it three times and then go on for two hours so yeah it's going to be exciting it's interesting we've got this whole new setup and um there you go you know we're invested well i suppose we should tell people what we actually did last season and we were obviously fortunate enough to uh, to be in brisbane in uh, with the bubble up here so we got to see a, a ton of football um yes. Unfortunately, I did watch the Pies get absolutely demolished by Geelong. That was the not, best game of the season. I wouldn't call that exactly a highlight of my year. Um, no, but uh, I did watch uh, one of my highlights. I was, I was in the pocket um, cheering on Robbie Gray when he kicked the goal from that uh, from fifty. 
um, to St. Carlton and that was absolutely, oh, yeah. Oh, it's delicious, isn't it? <laughs> it, was, it was great. I was actually, there was, there was this hardcore Carlton supporter, like four rows behind me. Just, right in front of me. Right is actually behind me. me. <laughs> There'll probably be a few more sound effects in this today. I'm, um, I'm loving it. And he would not shut up. He would literally not stop. And I was just like, I just really wanted Port to win just to shut that guy up. Um, and luckily, it slotted it through as Robbie Gray does, just in pure class. You but, know, um, the worst part of that game, it was Supercoach finals for leagues. And I was playing someone who had the worst players from my school. And then he had Robbie Gray. He had all these weird, obscure league players that you wouldn't have in standard. And he tailed me. Yeah. And Gray just destroyed that game too. Yes. Especially that last quarter. Oh, he was everywhere. So um, do you want to talk about where you finished, Chris, in the 2020 uh-huh. ir- irrelevant season? Absolutely not. No, um, uh, finished badly is probably the best way to put it. Um, I started poorly and, uh, and wasn't able to catch the pack, unfortunately. But uh, look, uh, it, was, it was a very strange year for scoring. I think that was probably the biggest, most evident thing, scaling basically... I wouldn't say ruined everything. It was just a different year. Um, and I think that that is a good transition to, to what's going to be happening this year. Um, we'll see a lot of the guys that did score really well last year not score as well this year. Um, and a little bit of a change or a reversal back. Um, and obviously a lot of overpriced people, basically all over lines, but especially in yep. midfield and, and in the ruck. Um, For we, sure. We and I'll, I'll go into that players. as well. Um, but the year just gone, I... The only difference I had in my side, because when we sat and spoke about, you know, when we came out of that lockdown and, and football started again, I said, you have to get gone at any cost. He's going to average 150 over the next sort of six rounds. And then stupidly, someone's like, oh, I'm like, oh, who cares? Let's just have fun with it. You know, COVID, who cares? Let's have fun. So I brought in Zach Williams. Instead of getting gone like I was going to, I brought in Zach Williams and a few other people. <laughs> I, I rode like, that train with you in round two. Well, I think you said, go do, join, do it with me. <laughs> do, so I was like, doing sure. It. Um, the only difference in my team was I had gone. So without gone and without Jay uh, Lloyd, literally, I end up finishing 20,000 in that one I didn't really care about. I had another one, which I was just using as a bit of schnitz and giggles. Literally, that's the only difference I had. I actually had brought in Gorn at the time I said I should, and I started with Lloyd, and I ended up finishing like 1,900. That was the difference. Yeah, and, and well, because Gorn and Lloyd were both yeah. massive. Oh, they were absolutely all huge. Year. And um, look, I obviously went the, uh, the Naismith route, which didn't, uh, didn't end well for me. Um, or so him. I didn't even have, get, have Gorn. Um, but the, my biggest regret was really changing. The, the day before, I had a really great setup all over the field and I changed all of my picks the day before when they announced the season was pretty much changing thinking that uh, I would be try and be ahead of the pack and pick all these impact players that were supposed to be really good guys like Bond that ended up really disappointing instead of McRae oh my gosh so yeah the list goes well, on with hang on Bond was disappointing and yes. then went on a heater after you dropped him yeah of course yeah uh, of course after I dropped him well, he, would, he would never do it while he's in my team <laughs> jokes <laughs> I love when he jokes um, um, so, yeah, so it was, a, it, was a, it was a rough year It was a rough year But this season the hardest thing is going to be Actually navigate your way through Where the value is Who's overpriced And don't be mistaken it, There's a lot of overpriced people And some of them who have a little bit more security than others You're probably going to have to pay overs for And then look for value So I posted it up on Twitter and on Facebook So if you haven't been there already Do check us out But basically, I was looking, and I went a bit too deep with it, 150 plus scores. So 
any person that scored over 150 Supercoach in a game, I actually darted, collected everything for the last three years. What we found was is that people scored a lot more high ceiling games in 2020. Normally in a season you'd have, I think it went, it averaged um, maybe 50 times it happened in the shortened quarters or something. It ended up being a lot more. So it worked out to be, I think it was about 37% more. The biggest trend really was a lot higher scores and a lot lower scores. And so the, the biggest difference between a low, there was a huge difference between a low and a high score. So um, uh, you'll see that I think that will change. There's also a um, couple of rule changes with interchange. Less interchange obviously means less rotations, which means more time on ground for you, for the big stars. Yep. Um, so I'm hoping that we see um, a real big influx from there. So we, we may actually get more points back from the midfield from those guys that can run the extra distance. Yep. And, um, and so far looking at, I usually do the spreadsheet as I'm doing, uh, well, we're doing the spreadsheet as we do every year. And at the moment, we've actually been putting in time on ground for 2020 and then comparing that plus or minus based on their 2019 stats. So what I've found so far is that because it's a shorter game, they wanted their best players on more often, which is why some of those rookies or other fringe players, score. they sucked. Or full forwards, they didn't have the impact because it's a small game and everyone just shut down in defense anyway. At the moment, most midfielders are up 4 to 6% time on ground. And that's not, they're not playing more time on the field because they're shorter games, but they're having a larger chunk of the scaling because they're on more of the time. Yeah. And the difference. You get points just being on the field in Supercoach. Yep. And out of those top, so the 150 plus scores for each season, midfielders actually went up 7% of the pie of those scores and forwards actually went down 8%. Yeah. So, um, you know, what I'm thinking is that I, I do think there's going to be a big digression, first of all, from defenders, um, particularly those intercept marking style defenders, guys like Ridley, guys like Jeremy Howe, um, who really, really shone and had huge scores. Don't get me wrong. I think they've, they've still got a scope to average well, but they're not going to be averaging. I think Jeremy Howe, when he was there, was averaging 120. Yep. Um, not going to happen. Uh, so, yeah, I can see them, you know, coming back to the pack a little bit and, you know, looking at a 95 to 100 average if they continue their form from last year, which is still going to be good. And I think that, you know, still valid selection, but I wouldn't call those guys value selections moving forward. No, I agree. And final thing, I'll probably, well, two more stats. You know, I like stats, so I apologize. The people that went and scored 150 super coach points, 41 of them had, that was their best score since 2017 or ever. 41. Yep. That's a lot of people. That's like half of the people that scored 150 plus. That was their best score in the last three seasons. Out of that, 50% of those, well, 48% were midfielders. Yeah. So that kind of just reinforces the fact that, again, and you look at the toppers, like the highest averaging midfielders, they go like 20 deep to about a 107.6-ish. That's a lot. Yeah, there's the a 20, lot of guys there. And 20th really highest expensive. averaging mid is like 107.5. Yeah. It's crazy. No, I, I agree with you. I think that midfielders is the hardest um, hardest nut to crack this year. Um, where and, to put your money is going to be tough. And the ruck, because, again, the hit out to advantage, which suited Gorn particularly. Yep. Um, Grundy, not as much of a hit out person, usually gets it from around the ground. Um, but, yes. Was it Grundy? <laughs> oh, it's Grundy. I love that. Um, I'm actually obsessed with that. You can hit that button. As often as you like, just just to piss off Richmond supporters too. So small note before we segue into probably what, how we're looking at starting our team, 
Max Gorn was twice as likely to get a 150 in 2020 compared to his average per season in 2018, 2019. Yeah, which is in, that's an a insane A shorter stat. season, he basically went up. He averaged four and a half, 150 plus scores per season for 2018, 2019. He got seven in a short season, which actually equated to nine, double. Yeah, well, twice as likely. I still like. Yes, I agree with you that he's he, overpriced. He obviously, he's definitely. I think he's definitely. He's seven fifty, isn't he? But I want him. Here's the thing, though. Ma- I want like him. last year, everyone paid one point four million dollars for Max Gorn and Brady Grundy, and this year they are exactly one point three million dollars again. They, they haven't changed in price if you get the duo. So one's overpriced, one's underpriced. 100%. So I don't see if you started with the, like I, I understand there are other options. But I don't think you can just throw that away as, oh, he's too expensive because you're getting both of them for the same price as you did for the starting price last year. So um, definitely something that we need to touch on in our pods uh, closer to the season. Um, and especially with other guys, like you've got guys like Proust that are coming through at GWS. Um, you know, obviously, he's, he's, he's scored very well as a solo Ruckman in the past. You know, is he going to be the number one Ruckman there? They've still got Mumford on the list and he might just be a list clogger. Who knows? I, I really would love... Um, <laughs> them to release oh, some sort something. of info. But the, here, here's the thing. It's GWS, which means you're not going to get the info that you want. And in round three, he's probably going to be dropped. Well, one thing that um, I noticed last year with um, uh, with uh, Mumford is that he was definitely thrown in for selections and he still played 10 games. So let's say he plays five games and two of those games are in the first eight rounds. You wouldn't want to be holding Proust in that point. So And Proust doesn't score well with another ruck. He doesn't play well with others, Chris. Ah, well, he's a big and strong lad. Is he Now, is he a Naismith 2.0 or a Nankervis 2.0? I think, look, he's, he's only still 300K. I, I, he's cheap. Like, the, the risk is good. And you've, what's great about this year? You've got a 102K ruck forward in uh, Tricky, Tracy. I don't know how to Music pronounce Music too. I have no idea. Who cares? And, uh, and you've got uh, Rowan Marshall just sitting there, just, uh, just waiting to be selected in that forward line as a ruck forward too. So there are, there are options that you can have as a backup. It means that um, you, it's not as dangerous as it could be in other years. Um, and so, yeah, it, look, I mean, there are a lot of options, but the ruck is, is definitely a consideration. And then the forwards, I mean... There's just value everywhere. Like the forwards are actually just stacked with value. Yep. Um, and no one knows how that's going to pan out yet, but there's just like guys like Franklin. And oh, so much. So Danaher much. I think realistically at the moment. Siebel. This, here's the how Frenchman. I'm, here's how I'm shaping up at the moment. I'm trying to look for value in the forward line and actually just paying in defense. Well, that's kind of what I'm looking at as well. So tell us how, you, how you're lining up from the back and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll jump in with how I'm looking. Okay. A little bit um, different. I have had actually four premium defenders in my defense previously. I think uh, that's I had, what I'm at, running right now. Yeah, I think at one point I had Lloyd, Whitfield, Laird, and Zach Williams because there wasn't much. There's, there's still not much value in defense except for Miller. Now I have had Miller in my team for most of the season, so I've pretty much gone Lloyd, Whitfield, Williams, Miller, Jones, Gould, Bianco, and Rory Thompson as a, a list filler. Yep. Um, I've gone Lockie Neal, Oliver, Josh Kelly, don't hate me, uh, Cripps, and then I've just gone Hanabry, Haitley, Kemp, Stevens with Valente, Mead, and McGuinness. Gorn and Grundy, this is my team with Gorn and Grundy. Yep. I, I like my team much better without Gorn in my side <laughs> as far as what I can afford. You can do a lot more with um, it, can you? Dangerfield, Marshall, Zebel, Danaher, McRae, as in Junior McRae, MC, McRae Junior. Um, 
Cockatoo, Kelly, and Eli Smith, who I think is bound to get some games. Oh, man, he's due, I tell you what. Well, he's signed a three-year extension, I think, or he definitely re-signed at the club and he's yet to really play. And he's now been in the system. He was a first-round pick. End of first, I think he was. Yeah. And now I actually expect him to get some. He was pick 18 or something. something around like. there. Yeah. And yeah. he's had two years in the system now to develop. And I think it's um, he re-signed at the club. They gave him a pretty good little hit. So I think he will um, start to improve. Um, all right, well, I'll go through mine. Um, I also have gone Lloyd, and, and I do think he's overpriced. Oh, I, th- I honestly think Lloyd will probably end up... You know, he, here's the benefit, though, is that they can run a little bit further out of defence from a kick-out now, and he already plays on enough anyway, but I think it'll give you a little bit more room to actually get it outside that 50 arc even further. Um, I think just, he probably just goes... Just get some more metres gain, mate. But I think he'll at least go 105 to 110. So I agree. I'll pay for so it. So regardless, his, do we think that he's going to be around about that number one mark, if not number two? You know, so oh, look, 650. The thing is, how are you going to get him if he starts on a heater? Like, I, I don't want to be the guy that doesn't hold, hold Lloyd again. Like that last year just absolutely killed me. Um, anyway, moving on. Laird, I do have there as well. Um, he, he obviously um, played midfield the back end last year. So and it looks like yep. he's going to be playing midfield this year. Yep. If he doesn't, I'm not going to be starting him. But if he does, he's in my team. I lost a bet with JB from Dr. Supercoach. Shout out. About uh, uh, how much he would average on the back end as being a midfielder. And he absolutely smoked me. I think 10 points per game. Speaking of shout outs, shout out Paul Leach. Um, I have got beer money from Paul Leach. I'm giving him a shout out. I'll hey double all. down. We love Chris, beer money. Chris is on a fitness challenge, Paul, which is the greatest because I'm going to be drinking these fantastic beers that you've recommended Soon in yep. front of in front of Chris. Unfortunately, I'm on an eight week challenge. Um, I'm I'm doing it with Damien actually. Um, yeah. So, uh, good mate of ours. He's losing his mind, and I'm <laughs> reaping all the benefits. Yeah. So, unfortunately, the only thing I'll be drinking is either water or vodka, and there's really no in between. Um, so, so thank you very much, Paul. Um, but um, I'll just watch this guy get so drunk. So you, you keep going. Um, oh, it's delicious, isn't it? <laughs> it's delicious. Uh, I've got Whitfield as well. Um, again, I think obviously Zach Williams um, not being there. Um, you've also got... Tell the people, not me. Sorry, Zach Williams. And um, who was taking kickouts? Aiden Core, not there either. Um, so I'm, I'm really hoping instead of you know playing on the wing or forward, like as he, as he was transitioning at times last year, he's going to be the designated kicker from defense now. And that's going to really increase his average. Um, and I think Zach Williams, I, I think regardless of where he plays, he still averages 100. But the games thing, thing is the issue. Like, yeah. can he play enough games... He gets injured during games. He's never, I don't think he's ever played a full season. Um, last three seasons that he's played um, outside of the injury that he had, not last, was it last year? Chris, you're forgetting one key fact here. He's no longer at GWS. Well, this is, this is the best thing. <laughs> um, you know what? I actually saw last year that um, uh, in my preliminary stats findings that Carlton actually get a lot of super coach points in their team. So um, that's a good thing. It's a good sign. And I do see them really coming up the ground. I'm, I'm really thinking that Carlton can pose a threat to the eight this year. So uh, see, hold this space, but they've, they've done really well. Pose a threat, you mean, to seventh or eighth? Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying top four, mate. Calm Look, down. Oh, no. I, I'm actually, funnily enough, I'm on the Carlton bandwagon slightly. Um, who, who, can, who can't be? Like Walsh, another year under his belt. Oh, yes. Crip- you just... Patrick Cripps putting on more size again because oh. they realise, hey, don't slim up Cripps to try and be a runner. He's a, he's a hulking would, key midfielder. Why would he need to be just, a runner in a shortened season? I suppose they probably didn't know, right? So they spent the entire off season. Yeah, like no, no, no. Him don't, down. He's like, oh, don't do well. that again. 
It's like a uh, real bad reference here. It's like the old TV show Felicity and the, the key Well, it's actress- already a bad reference. Oh, shit, it is. Anyway, she got a haircut and <laughs> of course she did. everything tanked after that. So they told her you can't cut your hair again because the whole show actually got abandoned after that. That's how bad it was. Crips cannot get thin ever think, again. I don't think that's a thing. It is a thing. I'm going to Google it later. Someone will comment. I'm going to fact check you. <laughs> Why would I reference Felicity? <laughs> I don't know. Is it you, fe- oh, no idea. Yeah. Um, don't worry about the rookies in defense. Moving on to the midfield. I, I, I definitely want to start Neil. Um, again, I think he's overpriced, but he just starts seasons on fire. Last year he did it. The year before he did it. He's still their number one guy. I, I just... You don't want to not have him, and he's a good captain option, especially if you don't have Gorn. I think you kind of have to just lock in Neil at 720 and just go, oh, well. Um, and then it's sort of like, I don't know, because the preseason is going to tell me everything. That's, but- and that's why you kind of need to have Neil, because at least you know he'll be a top eight midfielder. Oh, I, I would be flabbergasted if, he, if he's not but, a top four. But you look at it, right? Jack Steele, love him, had a great season, but again, shortened season, will he back that up? Right, Hanabry will be fit. They just brought in another uh, midfielder, like the other injured Crouch brother. Clayton Oliver, overpriced, but again, you'd say top eight-ish. McRae, possibly new role. Petrarca wouldn't go there two years in a row. Five supposed to be ten, spending more time forward. Forward, Bonsapelli, again, same like same issue. I, I, don't, I literally just have a rule right now until I get full more information, no but, Bulldogs midfielders, because I just don't know how they're going to roll up. But you look at them, and there's so much uncertainty amongst yep. all these... Tom Mitchell might even miss the first two rounds, so he's out. Yep, shoulder, um, shoulder injury for Tom, just so everyone knows. Yeah, there's so much uncertainty. It's, yeah, so so the only ones that I'm really confident on, um, I know that Oliver is going to – first of all, he plays most games. I, I, like He very rarely misses a game, and he always rocks up. Now, generally speaking, he goes slow early and comes home with the thunder. So, yes, he's overpriced at 650, but you know you're going to get – somewhere in the top five midfielders, maybe top 10 at the absolute worst. Fife's in my team right now, but he's more of a placeholder. I don't know who he's going to be, but he's 610K. So he's around the price of a whole bunch of other guys. Yep. And then the one that is absolutely locked for me right now is Sam Walsh. I cannot see me even going close to getting rid of him. He, um, he after the buy last year, he averaged 118. I just, I'm just all over Sam Walsh and he's just going to be playing inside midfielder. Um, they've already said it and announced that that's what he's going to be doing. Um, I just, yep, yeah, I'm all over Sam Walsh. And the one that I've got there is, as the, at the M5 is uh, is Matt Rowell, who I definitely think can back it up. And I know that there's been a lot of conjecture over whether or not he can you know, average premium numbers. And what I say to those people is, well, Clayton Oliver averaged 111 in his, in his, his second season. Boy, oh boy, wow, what is going on? <laughs> that was well timed. Um, so look, uh, and Raul is a different beast. Um, and if you put this in comparison to Sam Walsh, um, in the NAB league, Raul averaged 171 points over those games and Sam Walsh averaged 158. So it's not a matter of can Raul do it? It's when Raul will do it. Yep. And I just think that he's just, he's, he's ready made and he's, he's got the role too. A lot of it's just having the role and hundred percent, he's going to be playing midfield in the Gold Coast Suns. Absolutely guaranteed. Yep. My so. only concern is. Yeah, Raul, he, he gets contested ball, so he's going to get a lot of points in that. However, can he play enough time on ground in a long season? They, they, they've already shown and spoken about being a little bit more cautious because they want him forever. They don't want to beat him up. So if he gets a little bit uh, of a niggle or he gets a, cop, a bit of a hit, it's a long season. His first long season at full games. For me, I'm, I'm actually thinking of, even though I, I like him and I think he will be a keeper forever, but 
I'd rather pay an extra 100000 if he starts to actually go big instead of having him and kind of going, oh, he's missed one because he copped a knock or, you know. It's I a, would say the same thing if I found a single other midfielder that I had confidence in at this point. It's so, the year to do it though. It is like yeah. even – You know, you're not, he like he, ne- next year, like let's say he does end up having a cracker of a back end. Um, oh, you're not going to be able to oh, – like, Oh, he's delicious, isn't he? A cracker of a back end. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, look, I, I love him, but we, we'll talk about him more in the, in yeah. the Gold Coast pod. But and we yeah. will be doing team-by-team team analysis as we usually do where we'll actually bring up specific stats and we have a spreadsheet ready for that. So um, so currently I have Gordon and Grundy in this side um, and I, I just go straight to the forwards there and I do have Rowan Marshall at, um, at F1 mainly because I just think classic danger always comes home with a thunder. Starts off slow and it was always affordable. So I do want to upgrade to danger fairly quickly, but we'll see how we go with that. And then I've just got value from there. Um, I've got Jordan Degoe in there at um, F2 at the moment. That could become Isaac Heaney because I think he's a really solid pick this year. Um, but degoe has been um, playing and training with the midfield and from all reports has been absolutely destroying it. Yep, and uh, with no Trelaw, I think that's his spot for the, for the taking. So I agree. He um, is he is on my watch list, and yeah, he's been coming come back in great nick. It'll, um, it'll obviously depend on the preseason. Like if he comes out and yep. spuds it up and doesn't get the midfield time, then it's not going to happen. The other thing is, of course, his body always lets him down. But one we'll, we'll one thing I will say this year more than any other year, pick people who are fit. If they've come off a, an interrupted preseason, right? Don't forget they haven't played a full season of football, like full length, full match season. It would have been like what eighteen months, two yeah. years, basically. So it'd be interesting to see if we get a lot of soft tissue injuries this year because you, of that. And you don't want to pick someone who's underdone coming into a full length season and with less interchange, and less interchange. And that's actually a point I hadn't really considered, Chris. Is the injury toll on soft tissue? I think it's even more reason to pick people who don't miss games. Um, Dusty Martin. Yeah, I actually, even though he doesn't set the world alight, he's not going to hurt you, but he plays every game. Agreed. But again, Dust is just that guy that you just don't have to get early. Yeah, you can but just always he plays every game. He, or 480 or something. But if you don't have to trade him out, you know, like That's it's true. pros and cons to, to all sides. Um, the rest of my four, I've just got two more forwards there, and I've got Zeeble and Danaher, um, two of the guys that I think that are really going to crush it. Um, again, preseason will, will tell a lot, but I mean, the thing with Danaher, at 230K, all he needs is two big games, and he's 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 got it in him to go one thirty, one forty in a game. You know, he needs two games where he, he kicks a bag, and all of a sudden, bang, you've made one hundred and fifty k. So, yep. I really like Dan as a pick. Yep, but, and for um, for forwards, it's pretty much you're looking going, can they make a hundred thousand at a minimum? Yep. If the answer is yes, then why not? Well, and the other thing is, I mean, not to bag on Essendon, but I do love to bag on Essendon. He has gone from a team. <laughs> Are you sure not from SC Elite? <laughs> That's a good one. Um, but I'll yeah. do that sound effect. Um, no, but he's obviously going to a team that is probably going to be top four. Now, Essendon have been erratic, and the problem has been their ball movement for that long. It's been ridiculous. And so now he gets to go to a team that can actually kick. Now, unfortunately, they can't kick a goal, you know but they can kick to, into their forward line. You know what's not their problem? What's that? Forward midfielders. That's true. They got a they've lot got, of them, and they've just picked up another a one. Cracker of them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, like, ugh, Cockatoo, for example. Like, where does he sit in this mix? Like, he's uber talented. Can't get on the park because of his body. But sometimes all it takes is just a change of environment, and your body comes right. And we've seen that many times with other with other players. So it, it might be just a, a simple case of 
change of environment, different doctors, so, different approach to training, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, he plays 12 games. Cockatoo to Brisbane? Yeah. Yeah. I actually rate it. He's, a, he's rookie price. He's a talent. Uh, if Brisbane can get his body right like they have with Birchall, like they have with um, McCarthy, Lincoln McCarthy, yep. then and they've, ha- they've had a pretty good uh, record. So I think he provides that little bit of X factor that Brisbane um, don't have. The problem is going to be, it, it, it's not that, it's really cracking into the ones, right? It's, yeah. So he's going to have to have a, Yeah, exactly right. And you've got guys even like Dev Robertson that barely put up a, a fight last year for a spot and, and he, he is obviously going to deserve some midfield time this year. And Yeah, he was a one-hit wonder. Yeah. So, I mean, look, um, that's pretty much our, our, our initial thoughts um, and our teams. That's going to change. Um, oh, 100%. It's already changed like 7,000 times already. So, I Yeah, I try not to look at it much anymore until pre-season hits, and that, that's going to be the key. And we'll, we'll look at that. Jordan Degoe is on my on my watch list. Um, Miller is on my watch list. Laird's on there's my a, watch there's list. A there's a lot. There's a lot. Because there, there is a lot of value this year. And so I've seen teams of just basically all mid-prices because you could like feel the team of mid-prices that all have potential. Um, so it's going to be an interesting year. I think Guns and Rookies is going to win out again, but it's about which guns oh. are going to be there for the right price because, unfortunately, most of the really good midfielders are well overpriced. Yeah, so here's the thing that we get. If you're starting off anyway, midfielders, you kind of spend your cash, however you, whatever you have left, you make it work, right? Forwards and defense, generally, you're looking at guns and rookies. So you're looking at three premiums, three rookies, two on the bench, right? Same as the forward line. Usually, I think with the forward line, I'm going in the other option. I'm going, you can do like a 2-2-2. Two, two, two. So then two premiums, two mid-prices, two rookies, two rookies yeah, on I the like bench. Yeah, I, I like that this year. And I like that this year as well. And then, But the funny thing in defense is that I'm actually going probably more guns and rookies, but then adding in a mid-pricer as that fourth, that well, D4. The other or, thing that people are doing is starting guys like Laird or starting guys like Dangerfield in the midfield and the ability to swing them either way. Yeah, that's So fair. as they upgrade around their sides, they can go, okay, well, at least I've got Danger. I can just pop him forward for now and, uh, and grab another midfielder. Now, Danger's in my side. He's come in and out because he's a little bit underdone. He's a little bit injured at the moment, so I'm hoping that's fine. But I think bringing Jeremy Cameron into Geelong is actually going to give him more midfield minutes. Potentially. I mean, you, you look but at Rowan, you look at uh, you, all you, their small forwards. You've met Chris Scott, hey? <laughs> no. Honestly? He like, wasn't there, actually. I just, when, I, when I bought Dane, uh, when, I, when I bought, when I offered to buy Dane, he didn't buy. No, no exactly right. Um, anyway. Look, I, I don't know. Um, it's the most frustrating. Watching Dangerfield absolutely tear up a quarter and, and score like 70, 80 points. In midfield, and then next quarter, just go. Oh yeah, by the way, I'm going forward. Honestly, it's the most ridiculous thing I've but ever seen a coach do. You can't pick, you can't like box people out this time of year. You can't be so stubborn. And here's the thing: I actually caught myself out t- today. I was thinking about it. I you don't know, know Chris, why. Chris Scott's got Hall of Fame box. Shout no, out to my 2K fans. What up? I don't know why I'm so against Luke McDonald as my. Defender. Now I love the I love McDonald, but, but he, I got to see I got to see his role coming into the year because, and and the other thing is he's 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 overpriced as well because again those intercepting defenders and that's the role that he transitioned to in the back end of last year. Those guys are going to have a severe drop off. I'm talking uh, estimated 15 points a game. Yeah, here's the thing. But if he, like, I felt like I was a bit biased because I'm like, he's hurt me before in a way and gone from 
pre like you know kind of premium with that potential to really kick ass, and then he bottomed out so hard. He did that. I'm actually still a bit butt hurt by it. Well, there was an article that came out the other day saying um, he wants to be the best defender in the league. So, I mean, look. Max Scorn said that once. And I want to toil him out of a solid goal, but it's just not on the cards now, is it? (laughs) (laughs) But Max Scorn said that once and he actually came out really good. But the key question is, is that are we going to... Hashtag blessed. Are we going to bless anyone this year, Chris? Not today. I'm not blessing anyone today. It's too soon. Luke McDonald. Mm, I I really want to bless uh, Adam Trelaw. I think that the pies absolutely shafted him. Hashtag blessed. Honestly, the the way that was handled, that was terrible. And I I was ashamed of the footy club. That was just absolutely a schmozzle. So um, I really hope that, um, first of all, I I hope two things. First of all, I I really hope that he can go there and actually play his midfield minutes. Um, I think he's going to be pushed out to a wing because his pace and um, terrible ball use, and they really love that at the dogs. Um, (laughs) And... Um, what does that mean for Josh Dunkley? Because that's the guy that I want to see oh. in the midfield and I don't think it's going to happen. Well, and he said, I want to like, I want to be traded because I, I, I can't see myself playing midfield here. Correct. Now, if he doesn't play midfield, his trade value goes down. Yep. So if it was me, I'd be like, hey, get your ass into that midfield and just tell someone else, hey, you're going to have to play a couple of different roles and buy you 12 months because we need to sell this guy at a mozza. Now, before we do log off, I just want to have a bit of a touch on draft. How interesting is the first and second round of draft going to be this year? More than usual. Because like, people, picks are going to go all over the place because yeah. there's so much guessing going to go on in terms of what, what is value this year. This year is actually a really good year to have a late draft pick, in especially a, in, a on snake. A, yeah. in a snake. Absolutely. Oh. I looked at it before and I was like, oh my God, you could have like pick 10, right, out of a 12-person and st- and league. Jack McRae. And still get... <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's, that's it's legit a thing. Uh, People are going to get scared off by these guys that are absolute top-end premiums. Or you could get like Josh Kelly and Titch <laughs> from like pick 10 on a snake and it's ridiculous. It is, it's it's, it's going to be um, it's yep. going to be fun. I can tell you that. It's going to be an interesting couple of rounds. Uh, anyway, um, that's all I wanted to touch on for draft. And that's... Um, I suppose wraps us up, but uh, we just want to let you know what we are doing in the upcoming weeks. Obviously, we're going to start with our um, team by team podcast. We've done most of the research for that. I should say you've done most of the research, and I'm. It's true. I'm we had a, a, a little uh, three day lockdown up here, so I had uh, plenty of time to do uh, stats. I just watched Netflix pretty much the entire weekend and drank myself stupid. So it was. It was good. And playing your PS5, Chris. Oh um, yes, I have a PS5. Woo woo! Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> this made me excited. Oh, here's the funny thing. I actually had some stuff to say and I can't even remember anymore. So, uh, Rookie. Yeah. Um, after that, we'll probably just do our, our regular podcast. So we'll do, we'll touch on a, um, obviously we'll do the JLT. Is it JLT this year? I don't even know what, pre-season. what the sponsor is. Um, whatever the preseason uh, sponsor is, we'll do those uh, podcasts. Um, we'll also do a rookie pod covering uh, who we should, who we think you should pick on each line. Funnily enough, speaking of draft, you can probably see this whiteboard behind over Chris's shoulder. This is, I think it's the 20, was that 2018 draft? I used my whiteboard for that and it's been sitting in storage. So what we actually did, we had 10 people at that time, divided it all up. So when we all got together and picked our team, we actually wrote it up so you could visually see. We're playing some Victorians. So you can actually visually see where each line was going. Now, if you're in a draft league and you're with mates and you just kind of pick it off the website, that's okay. If you do it in person and you do it separate and add it in later, and that's better for you. And the reason I'll tell you is because if you actually input that data, and even if you're on a spreadsheet yourself and you're doing it and you have all their lines meshed up, 
people will have they'll start going heavy in the midfield. So you're looking at it going, oh, all these people have midfields. Eight of the ten people have got a lot of their midfield picked. Why would you pick a midfielder? No, you don't it need to. It makes zero sense. no one's picking them. You go where they're not, and then when they move to where you were, you're getting the next best. So you're getting the best defender and then the next best midfielder anyway instead of the next best midfielder yeah. and then the next best it defender. It definitely helps late when you can sort of predict oh. um, or you can at least try and predict the moves that the next person's going yep. to be making. And maybe you'll leave that person you were going to pick for another the next round in the hope that you'll still be able to get him one round later. And that's why I think I'm good at draft from looking at trends and analysis. And funnily enough, we I won the 12-man draft league this the year just gone, which was quite hard. Chris, I think between us, we've won four out of the last five we have, yep. in our draft league. We have, yep. And um, I also won the, I think it was the Dr. Supercoach Slack it was one just of one the, set up, one of the set leagues. up from some of the Slack guys, yeah. Oh, I got so much value. Um, yeah, we're kind of just rambling on because we can at this point. So I think that does wrap us up. Do it stay does. tuned. This was our little tester for our setup to make sure everything sounds crisp. Uh, if you do like it, let us know in the comments. Please do let us know if you love our pimp show going on right now. What's the, what the pimp show? Well, the, well, the tech, the sound. How, oh, let yeah, us know sure. what you think. Let us know what you think about starting as well for this season. We are open to messages. Uh, we'd like to get back to people when we can. Yep. And that pretty much sums us. It does. Well, well thank you very much, guys, for having a listen. And uh, I'm sure uh, we'll be back on the airways very shortly. We plan to be recording sometime, uh, I'm hoping, this weekend um, to start it off. Um, but if not, it'll be sometime next week for sure. And just so everyone knows... Um, Supercoach will be open next week. It usually drops around about Australia Day. They haven't made an announcement, but um, it's usually around about Australia Day, so just so everyone is aware. No worries. Until next time, everyone. Catch you later. Catch you later, guys. Bye. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry. I